We can have a confidence in the power of God and the power of His Word. Pastor Ed Taylor explains. The Word of God, the Word of God can help you with life's issues. God and His power can also heal your body if it's something in your mind. If it's something going on, God can touch your body and bring, bring clarity to that mind. He's very powerful that way. And there's room for us, of course, as we're helping with one another to grow in God's grace, to grow in understanding the Word of God, to exercise it, to use it. But you're able, church, to help one another draw closer to the Lord. You are. You're able. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You Limiting God and His Word limits us, for we'll rely on our ability rather than His. Yet we often don't know what to do, nor have the power to do it, but God does. That comes to our attention today on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We come back to Romans 15, verse 14 today, which focuses in on helping one another work through challenges of life. And there are plenty in the year 2020. Here's Pastor Ed. Think about it. If there's one thing that the Bible excels in, it's how to live life and how to know God's will for your life. The Bible is powerful. The Bible is wonderful. The world says, oh no, the church could never help you. God could never help you. It's not so. Oh yes, there are times for sure where a medical professional needs to be involved. Absolutely, our bodies are fallen, you know, they're touched and tainted by sin and things happen in our bodies and the organism of our brains and our physiology, that, that, that's not even the realm where I know anything about. And certainly men and women have been trained there and there are times, you know, hopefully it's a Christian doctor that you go to that can not only deal with the physical, but also can deal with the spiritual. That's cool. So there's certainly times for that. But friends, 75% dealing with life's issues, the Bible and the Spirit of God can help you with life, can help you with the decisions of life, with depression, with anxiety, with matters of faith. You know, in the New Testament, the word soul, the word suke, the word from which we get psychology from, do you know that that is a word from the sacred? It's not a word from the secular. You know, for many, many years in the early church, for many years in the early church, biblical counseling was called soul work because it refers to the soul, to get right down to the root of the issue, to get down to the meat of where your life is and what's going on in your life. The world mocks the word of God as being sufficient for helping a person get right, but it's not true. The word of God can help you get right. The word of God can help you with life's issues. You know, God and his power can also heal your body if it's something in your mind. If it's something going on, God can touch your body and bring bring clarity to that mind. He's very powerful that way. And there's room for us, of course, as we're helping with one another to grow in God's grace, to grow in understanding the word of God, to exercise it, to use it. But you're able, church, to help one another draw closer to the Lord. You are. You're able. There's some practicalities I want to look at because this is all good, but how does it happen? 
What is it that God does? What are the practicalities? I want to give you two categories of practicalities before we go. First of all, I want to show you your resources as a believer. I want you to know what's at your disposal. I want you to know right now as a believer in Jesus Christ, one day old, 50 years old in the Lord, doesn't matter. You have a toolbox with great resources. And I want to reveal them to you and remind you of them. And then before we go, I want to share with you just a few ways that God will provide counsel through the body. So cool. So if you're taking notes, number one, one of the resources that you have is that you have God's word. Many of you have it on your lap right now. God's word. You have it. And God's word is a powerful textbook on many things, but especially how a human being relates to God and how a human being relates with other human beings. God teaches us what it is to be right with him. That's vertically. When your life is right with him, when it's in order, then horizontally, as you deal with others, God begins to put the pieces together. He begins to help you through the anxiousness, through the fear, through the things that really stumble us in life. That's why that psalm was so beautiful, right? He's not going to allow your foot to be moved, believer. He's not sleeping on the job. You know, yeah, God hasn't gone to sleep, you know, and, well, what's going on in Ed's life? Man, whoa, man, what a mess. You know, that's not God. He's not sleeping on the job. He's active in your life. You have the word of God. I love this. You can jot it down in Psalm 119, verse 24. It says, your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. The word of God is a beautiful tool. Number two, not only do you have God's word, but you also have prayer. You have a direct line into the creator of the universe. You have a direct line. In prayer, you have the beautiful privilege of asking God for wisdom. That's what James said. If any of you lacks wisdom, James 1.5, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach. You can ask God for wisdom. That's one of the keys when you're sharing with someone that you pray for discernment, the ability to tell the difference of what's going on. I know you've been here many times. I know in your life. You have people in your life. You have situations in your life that on the outward it looks just fine, but you, can't, you just can't put your... What is it? You want to finish that? You can't put your finger on it, right? You have those kind of situations? I just can't put... Something's not right. I just don't know what it is. I mean, it looks okay outwardly. They got the right language. But something just isn't right. I can't put my finger on it. That's a great time to start to pray. Lord, what is going on here? Everything looks okay on the outside. Everything sounds okay, but it just isn't adding up and I don't know and I don't want to make any snap judgments I just want you to help me Lord you know what he'll do help you sometimes he'll give you a question to ask and you're just like wow Lord that's a weird question just ask it yeah but that doesn't make any sense you know why are the cows flying over Bennett or whatever I don't know you know it's weird but the Lord knows that when you ask that question it's going to reveal a lot that you don't know right now. And you know, you can often tell a lot about a person. We saw this on Wednesday. You can tell what's going on in the heart by the response to a question. You go, hey, what's going on here? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're really upset, man. Man, I didn't know that was in your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not a question. Maybe the Lord lays a verse on you. So you're just praying and you got this situation heavy, you can't put your finger on it, it goes a month, it goes a few weeks and you're just like, and the Lord says, this is the verse, I want you to share it with them. And you're like, what? This verse? 
Greet Mary who labored much for us? What? Yeah, share the verse, Ed. And so you pick up the phone, right? You send out an email and you say, you know what? The Lord's laid a verse on my heart for you. And you read the verse and bam, it's exactly, it starts to unveil. Man, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Or they just need an encouragement or whatever it might be. You have prayer. And you have a lot of situations that you don't understand. That's okay. You don't need to understand them all. Just pray. Number three. Not only do you have God's word and, God, and prayer, but number three, you have the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have the Holy Spirit. The very Spirit of God dwells in you. Jesus said when the helper comes in John chapter 14, when the helper comes, that word there is parakaleo. Hey, let's turn over there. I want you to mark it if you don't haven't already. I want you to see this. The Spirit of God is parakaleo. That's a Greek word. It's P-A-R-A. K-A-L-E-O. You go, well, Ed, what do I need to know that for? It's a really cool word. It's made up of two different words. Para, to come alongside. Kaleo, to help. And so the Holy Spirit is known as the helper, the comforter. One that's sent by God to come alongside of you, to dwell in you, to help you when you're ministering to other people. Para kaleo. Pick up with me in verse 25, would you? In John 14, verse, verse 25, it says, These things I have spoken to you, Did I forget to tell you the chapter? Well, it's in there somewhere. (laughs) John 14, verse 25. You know, when you hear the pages turning, I forgot the chapter again. And don't be discouraged if you can't find books of the Bible. You know, we turn a lot here from time to time. Really, pretty much every week, you turn a lot here. And you're like, I don't know where that book is. I don't know. Just keep trying. If you have to go to the table of contents, do it. If you have to go down to the bookstore and get those little tabs and put them on the edges of your so you can find them faster, that's what I did as a new believer. I didn't know where the books of the Bible were, and I was tired of going to the table of contents. And I'd already bought my Bible, but I didn't buy them. You know, some of the Bibles, you can have them, like, built in. I didn't get one of those, so I had these tab things, and you can get them and use them. They're just so cool. You'll learn it. Eventually, you'll know exactly where John is, and you'll be able to turn it real quickly. Verse 25, chapter 14. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Haven't you been there? I know you have. Somebody comes into your life, It's a big difficulty. You do everything that I've shared with you. You open the Bible. You start praying. You have no idea what to say. And as you're sharing, you're listening to yourself. And like you're sharing with them. And in your mind, you're going, dude, that's good, man. Where'd I get that from? I mean, that's counseling me, man. I don't know what's going on. And you're sharing. And you're like, you know where you got it from? Somebody taught you. You heard a Bible study. You're listening on the web, on the radio. You're podcasting. You're filling yourself with the word of God. You know, sometimes I'll tell you, hey, just take this verse, put it in the back of your mind. Just file it away because one day the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance the things that you were taught. That's what he does. The one that comes alongside. I love it. And then finally, the last resource that you have is you have the body of Christ. You have each other. That's why we can't be isolated people. We need to be among the believers on a regular basis. When we get together, the gifts of the Spirit are moving here. The fruit of the Spirit is here. We're reminded that God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. That's all things. He's given everything to us. We're encouraged. We're uplifted. We're built up. Which leads us to how does this look in everyday life? What does it look like? How does God counsel us? How does he disciple us? Well, number one, another list now. Number one, God uses these large group meetings 
to bring counsel into your life. As the word of God is taught, the Holy Spirit is bringing forth biblical counsel to you right now. Whether you need it right now, whether you needed it last week or you need it next week, as you sit under the continual, consistent, expositional teaching of the word of God, verse by verse, book by book, chapter by chapter, a lot of counseling is going on right now. I'll tell you what, this is going to happen this week, I'm sure of it. We're going to get a call this week. Somebody's going to come in. They're going to have a great big difficulty. And the difficulty is going to be something along the lines of, I'm having a hard time sharing with someone what, uh, you know, somebody's come to me with a big need and I don't know how to handle it. So they come in and they're going to sit down with one of the pastors, one of the lay leaders, one of the gals perhaps, as a gal calls, and they connect together and they come in and they start sharing, this is going on, this is going on, this person came in. And I hope and I'm sure that the pastor is going to look them in the eye and say, were you in service on it this weekend? And they're going to, no, no, why do I need to be in service? Because Pastor Ed just taught a Bible study for 45 minutes on that very topic. You could have received your counsel if you were just among the believers. Because God uses these large group meetings. And so maybe the question will be asked, well, why weren't you in service? And the answer will be, well, you know, that's always the answer when we're busted. Have you noticed? Well, you know, you know, you know, I don't know. No, why weren't you here? The Holy Spirit wanted to teach you three days ago. And you'll find that a lot of counsel here will be say, hey, go listen to this Bible study. Go get this set of CDs. Because as a part of the body, God already knows what you need. And he uses these large group gatherings, which just for the sake of pausing, there's people on KRKS right now listening in live. There's people that are on the internet right now listening in live and being a part of the fellowship. And we use technology here. We want to use technology. That's, we want to reach as many people as we can. But technology can never take the place of fellowship. Ever. And so maybe you're on the internet right now and you've got sick kids or you're in a hospital bed or you can't be here physically and we say, hey, use the internet Use it to the glory of God. But if you're watching in on the internet maybe or tuning in on the radio today or some other later date and you're doing it as a substitute for being a part of a live, vibrant ministry, find a church and get involved. It's no substitute. There are certainly reasons and times where we might not be able to be here for sure. But if the reason you're not here is because you're beginning to isolate yourself, that's not good. You need to be among the believers. Things just happen. You know, you come here and you're here and, and you're ministering here and you're, you're here, part of the music, you're worshiping here, you're all here, you're physical, you're down in the cafe, you're on the physical property, you're in the fellowship family you call home. You know, God could speak to somebody on this side of the room to connect with somebody on that side of the room and it wouldn't be possible if you weren't here. God just does stuff here as the spirit of God moves. So please don't let our technological Opportunities and outreaches replace good, solid, physical, human being fellowship. It's good. If you have to use it for certain things, you know, and you use it, maybe you're watching later, or it's an addition, great. But God uses these large group meetings. Number two, he uses small group meetings as well. Things like the abiding homeschoolers, you know, for that, those of you that homeschool. It's good to get together. If the tightest two moms, it's great to be together. The guys that get together on Saturday mornings, the men's ministry, it's good to get together. The home fellowships. We have so many home fellowships and we keep adding and keep adding and keep adding because there's something that happens in a home, in a small group. You know, here on, 
on the weekends and on Wednesdays. Well, sometimes on Wednesdays we open up to question and answer, but there's not a lot of dialogue going on. God has given pastors and teachers to us to teach us. So when we gather in the larger groups, there's teaching going on. There's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of discussion. There's not a lot of that. But when you get into a home, sometimes that's the entire time just dialogue with a leader there to take that discussion toward the Lord. You're able then to interact with one another, get involved with one another, share your family, live life together in the smaller group. And a lot of counseling happens in the small group. You know, another thing that the pastoral staff that the lay leaders are going to ask you here, what they're going to say is when you come in for counsel or some, they're going to say, who's your home fellowship leader? And hopefully we don't hear, well, you know, you know, we don't want to hear that. You get involved and be accountable. See, that's where when you start getting involved in smaller groups, you're accountable now and responsible. Like you start caring for people. You know, if you don't show up to home fellowship, you probably get a call and say, hey, where you been? What do you mean where I've been? Well, you're part of home fellowship. You weren't here. Well, what do you care? I care. That's why. I just want to make sure you're all right. Make sure you're doing okay. Whether you get involved in a home fellowship, which I strongly encourage, or you start serving here. When you step out and serve here, now you're accountable. Now you're responsible. And God will keep you there. It's so good. And you know, then finally, God uses one-on-one discipleship. He uses large groups like this. He uses small groups. And then he uses one-on-one. Connecting one-on-one is so sweet. So powerful. To have someone in your life that's there for you. You're not dependent upon them, but you enjoy them. You know, it's not like your whole life is dependent. But man, they're just helpful to you. In Proverbs chapter 18, it says, A man who, this is verse 1, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. You don't want to be an isolated Christian. He saved us to be together. You want to have somebody in your life that you trust. Someone that will tell you the truth. You know, my kids are good for that lot in my life. Tell me the truth. You know, if something's hanging on my nose, a booger, you know? (laughs) Like, you're like, you just use that word? Yeah, yeah, everybody uses it. That's what it is. <laughs> you know what my kids will do? They'll say, hey, if there's nobody around, hey, Dad, you know, whatever they want. They'll tell me straight up, hey, here's a tissue, take care of business, Dad. And I go, thanks, you know, I don't want to go out with something hanging from my nose, man, you know? That's cool, thank you. Or if there's a group around, you know, my kids will do something like this. <laughs> That's my sign, something's wrong. With the nose. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) If you had something hanging from your nose, wouldn't you want someone to tell you? (laughs) Yes or no? Of course. So what about spiritually? Wouldn't you want someone to tell you the truth spiritually? Or do you want just someone? I I know this. When you come to me, I know. I know you expect me to tell you the truth. You don't want me to lie to you, do you? Oh, Ed, what do you think about my life? I've been this, and this, I've been this. Oh, you're fine, bro. No problems. No, you don't want that. You don't want it from each other either. You need people in your life that's going to tell you the truth, and you won't be offended by it. You won't think about any ulterior motives and why is he telling me something's on my nose? Because he cares about me. That's why. Why is he telling me he sees this attitude in my walk? Because he cares about you. Who's going to tell you? If you don't let people tell you the truth, who's going to tell you? And so discipleship, counseling happens in large groups. It happens in small groups. It happens one-on-one. And those are dynamics where God wants to bring you in so that you know that, yes, you can counsel other people God's way. Yes, you can admonish one another. Yes, you are able, with the help of God's word, 
with the tool of prayer, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do it. And I pray that you do as you love one another by discipling them and giving good, sound counsel. Now, does that mean that we aren't here to help you as leaders? Of course we're here to help you. And part of the help will be to help you learn. I mean, it's amazing. Have you noticed? I know some of you may not pay attention to them because we do them every month, but every month there's a pastor's pick a book. Every month I suggest a book to you. I don't just pick those out of the air. I don't just go up to my office, oh, this is a great book. I haven't read it in a while. Why don't I have the church read it and tell me about it? It's not how it works. I pray. And those books are actually requested months in advance so we have them all taken care of and together. And, and it's neat that this month, for this study, for this time, counseling God's way was the suggestion this month. A tool just to put into your hands. That book does such a great and simple job of teaching you how to open the Bible and help someone. And I pray that you take advantage of the tools that we recommend, the things that we want you to grow so that ultimately you will just thrive as a believer and grow in God's grace and knowledge. You're listening to Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. If you joined us late or would just like to hear this message again, turn to AboundingGraceRadio.com or you can listen through our app too. Search for Calvary Aurora in the App Store or Google Play. Pastor Ed, you mentioned the book Counseling God's Way. Sounds like a helpful and timely resource. Can you tell us more about it and how our listeners can get a hold of it? Yeah, you know, the resource, Larry, Counseling God's Way by Pastor Bob Hoekstra, who is now in the presence of the Lord, is such a powerful tool for men and women everywhere that want to give biblical answers to difficulties in people's lives. That's not a mixture of secular humanism. It's not a mixture of secular psychology. It's not the wisdom of this world, but rather Pastor Bob has spent a majority of his life, the latter part of his life, developing a ministry where you learn the sufficiency of God's Word when ministering to other people. And this list is on our discipleship reading list. Uh, If you want a copy of the discipleship reading list, uh, where we have a lot of resources, I developed this list when we moved here to Colorado and planning a church, and I developed it with the mindset of, as a new believer myself, so very hungry for books, and I love to read, I ended up buying a lot of junk books and wasted a lot of money in those early days, and I didn't want anybody else to do that. And so we use this list as a way to disciple and develop, and it's kind of a list you can go through that we put our school ministry through it. We give it to everyone that's on our staff, our leadership. So you can e- email me directly, and Counseling God's Way is on that list. That's why it came to mind. You can email me directly at ed at edtaylor.org, ed at edtaylor.org, and ask for the discipleship reading list. I'd love to send it on to you. Uh, Counseling God's Way I don't think is in print anymore. You have to get it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. You probably can get a, a used copy as well, but a very important, essential tool to be biblically minded when you're giving insight to people's problems. Thanks again, Pastor Ed. If you take a brief moment to write or call, that would make our day. Let us know the station you're listening to and if today's study was a blessing to your life. We'd also love to pray for you. You can email us through our website at aboundinggraceradio.com by clicking on Contact. Abounding Grace is made possible through the support of our listeners. And when you give a donation of $25 or more to Abounding Grace, you're invited to request a copy of The Third Option by Miles McPherson. In it, 
Pastor Miles speaks out about the racial divisions in today's world and encourages us to see people as God sees them. It contains awesome practical takeaways and exercises to help you understand the points of views of others. I think you'll be inspired and encouraged to make positive changes in our country, starting with yourself. Again, ask for a copy of The Third Option when you call today at 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-30-GRACE. Your generosity helps us provide the teaching of God's Word on stations all across the nation. We're constantly hearing from listeners that have been helped and are growing by God's abounding grace. Thank you for standing with us. Making a donation to the ministry is easier than ever through our website at AboundingGraceRadio.com. And I also want to mention you can watch our services online here at Calvary Church, Colorado in Aurora. We have a Saturday evening service at 6 and two services on Sunday mornings at 845 and 1045. You can also join us Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To watch our services, go online to calvaryco.church. Tell a friend about these daily studies and then be sure to join Pastor Ed Taylor next time for more teaching from Romans. That's right here on Abounding Grace. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church Colorado here in Aurora.